Hey everybody, welcome back. This is our first episode after the Women's History Month calendar has been concluded. And the plan had been for it to be about um, voter suppression. But I really do want to take some more time to do some more research on the history, the background, and present it in a very cohesive manner. So we're not going to talk about that this week. Instead, this week we're going to talk about anxiety. Specifically, social anxiety. And more specifically, mine. I'm Tatiana, and you're listening to Hopelessly Tatiana. Alone in a room full of people. Alone in a room full of people, I find solace in the corner, purposely trying to shrink as small as possible, wanting to be invisible, but screaming to be noticed. Alone in a room full of people, I see it all. The head turns, the tone changes, the hair flips, the side glances, the crossed arms. Alone in a room full of people, I ask myself, are they doing that because of me? Are those about me? Am I small enough? Do they see I'm trying to be smaller? Alone in a room full of people, I feel everything. The stares, the tension, the energies moving around, creating waves of passion and lulls of stifling despair. Alone in a room full of people, I know everything. They all hate me. Was it something I said? Was it something I ate? Did I sit in the wrong place? Am I not shrinking small enough? Alone in a room full of people, I find no solace, no respite, just harsh thoughts rooted in painful memories of failed attempts to shine. Alone in a room full of people. Hey everybody, welcome back. So for this episode, we're going to talk about social anxiety, or honestly anxiety, but for me specifically these days, it's social anxiety. Now, Healthline defines social anxiety as an anxiety disorder, sometimes referred to as social anxiety, a social phobia, sorry, is a type of anxiety disorder that causes extreme fear in social settings. People with this disorder may have trouble talking to people, meeting new people, and attending social gatherings. They fear being judged or scrutinized by others, and they may understand that their fears are irrational and unreasonable, but feel powerless to overcome them. That was some Healthline. I will put the link in the show notes. And yes, that, my friends, is what it feels like to be me. (laughs) Social anxiety has been something I have struggled with for well over a decade. It's been very difficult to make new friends, to maintain relationships, to, to honestly, to attach to people in a proper way or in a healthy way. Um, because I am either 
driving people away because I am super neurotic or I am like just clinging to people in unhealthy ways because I'm afraid. Um, So it's, for me, social anxiety has been honestly mildly debilitating. Uh, I can still go out, obviously, but I just, I hate it. I hate it. I would 100% rather just sit here in my apartment and do nothing. I would rather be asleep. Like, I just, I, I hate going out. And that is not the type of person I want to be. But I just, I just, I just hate it. And I'm going to walk you through what it feels like. So, let's say I get an invite to go out. I see the invite. I instantly think, this would be so much fun. I haven't seen my friends in a while. I consider going while I'm considering going I then start thinking about all the billions of things that can go wrong while I'm there I start thinking about who's going to be there what are those people going to think about me what do they think about me am I sure they even like me are my friends my real friends am I sure because I mean they could be lying yeah but like there was like this one time when they did this one thing that was a little questionable And, I mean, they looked at me kind of sideways, so maybe they don't actually like me. Well, why do they invite me out? You know, maybe they were just trying to set me up. And this is, like, one of those things where I'm going to show up, and then they're going to be like, oh, ha, 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 I'm so surprised you came. These are real conversations I have with myself. And they happen when I get invites to any and almost everything. And it gets really stressful because... All of me knows that this is irrational. All of me knows that I am being absolutely unreasonable and none of me wants to deal with it. <laughs> like, it's just, none of me is like, I, I, want, I want to tackle this problem. Nuh-uh. So what ends up happening is I either don't go out or I go out and I get hammered. Like, that's the, that is the middle. It's either I'm not going out at all or I'm going out and I'm getting hammered. And it doesn't even, it, it rarely matters who I'm with. You know, I can be with people I've known forever or people I just met and it's, I'm still having the same problems. Well, I guess the ones I've known forever, it's a little bit easier. Like my bestest, best friends, I know them. They're stuck with me. I'm stuck with them. We have an understanding, you know, that's just what it is. <laughs> but I've also been friends with those people for like decades. Um, but it, it does make it hard to do. It makes, it makes even things like work hard <laughs> because if I meet someone new at work, I just, I don't trust them. And this isn't necessarily specifically related to anxiety. I have other, I have other issues, but, um, like I don't trust that people, when they're being nice, I don't trust that, that they're being, that they mean it. Um, I'm constantly convinced that I've done something to hurt people, even if I don't know what I did. I'm constantly second guessing myself. I'm constantly thinking about um, like small things. Is my hair too long? Is my hair too short? Is my hair the right color? And I change my hair color a bit often. Um, what do they think about this? How do they feel about this? I bet they hate that I'm wearing this color. Oh my God, they probably don't like my shoes. And these, these all seem like small things. But when you compound them with the fact that they're happening about every single decision and every single conversation, it is exhausting. I will go to work and not speak to anyone. Like put my headphones on and just try to pretend like I'm by myself because it is, 
so absolutely difficult to 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 deal with with it (laughs) um and it's nobody's fault i don't i know that these people are, are good people and it doesn't change what's going on in my brain you know like nobody wants to have to constantly reassure me that they're, that they're nice and it and then even when they do I don't believe it so it's just this it, it gets to be very hard to form new bonds like the old ones I have are solid but it's hard to form new ones even making new friends outside of work is difficult because it's I meet new people and I just can't trust their I can't trust what they say and there's no reason for me to not trust it but I just don't trust it you know, and so it, the reason why I feel like I really wanted to talk about this now was I've recently decided to quit drinking and by recently, I mean like back in January. Um, and the plan was for it to be a short term thing, just like give myself a couple of months and, and it just turned into, yeah, I kind of like this new lifestyle. We're going to keep it. And in my decision to keep it, I've been doing a lot of like soul searching and I am a Taurus, y'all. I don't like being told what to do. I loathe unsolicited advice. I will unfriend you over unsolicited advice. And I don't mean Facebook level unfriend. I mean, I will unfriend you over some unsolicited advice. Because I don't like feeling like I'm stupid. Or like you think I'm stupid. That just causes all types of problems. So it took a while for me to come to this, me to come to a decision by myself <laughs> without everybody telling me how they feel, how they feel. Cause it's like, that's not, not y'all life. Um, that was a whole sidebar. Sorry. See, clearly I have some, some other things I need to deal with, you know, cause I'm human and we all do. Um, but in my decision to quit drinking, I've really been taking some time for myself. And I've been spending more time alone, which is something that I've always really hated, which probably sounds weird because it's like you have social anxiety. You don't like being around people. I love being around people, which is what the problem is. Because I do, I do want to be around people. I just can't be around people. It's, I, there, it's, it doesn't make a lick of sense to me either. So it's, it's not fun. Basically, it feels like you. I desperately want to be around people, but being around them makes me crazy. And I, I mean that in like, and my brain just goes into hyper levels of overdrive. And it's like every synapsis is firing. Every crazy thought is, is in there. And they're just coming in waves of everybody's looking at me. Everybody's judging me. Everybody's thinking things about me. And it's only gotten worse over the years. I remember the first time I noticed it. The first time I noticed it, like truly, truly noticed it, I was in I was an undergrad. And like I said before, I'm a black woman. And I for a long time dated mainly white men. And I remember in undergrad, it was the first time that I had a boyfriend that I mean I'd had white boyfriends, but it was like the first time I noticed people staring at us. Because the stares weren't what I was used to. Like it was, I'd moved from a, I won't, I w- I'd never lived in a big city, but a bigger city into a really small one. And the stairs I got 
Y'all, them stares were real. It was like, I felt ashamed for being in love with someone. Neither one of us had done anything wrong. We were just, he, I was in a play and he brought me flowers and these people were staring at me and not pleasantly. And it was that, I feel like that was when I really started to notice that other people, that other people noticed me and noticed what I was doing and noticed they were watching me. And I feel like before that, you know, you, you have this knowledge that people are watching you, but it's not the same as seeing people watching you, you know? And that was when I saw it. And at first it was just kind of like, oh, okay, whatever. But over time, it just kind of grew. And, you know, I did try to get, I got, I was medicated at one point and that did not turn out well for me. So I stopped (laughs) and then I started self-medicating, ergo the drinking, um, and drinking's kind of like, for me, drinking is one of the worst things. Not not like drinking in itself being bad. It's just, it's a socially acceptable thing to do. Like everybody drinks, everybody goes out and drinks, everybody gets a beer. It's completely okay as long as you're of age to go out to have a beer with your friends at dinner, you know, out at the bar. You go on dates, you meet at a bar, like drinking is a super socially acceptable thing to do. So for using it as a, like to deal with your anxiety gets complicated because it's, everybody's okay with you doing it and not doing it. People look at you weird. Like this is not the first time I've quit drinking. And I remember the last time I quit drinking people just looked at me weird like it, I would I would still try to go out because my friends go to bars and sometimes bars can be fun when you're sober but people looking at me and asking me like what's wrong with you like are you dying do you have health issues and all of a sudden they're like asking me these deeply personal questions all because I don't want a beer but like I want to spend all with my friends and it was super like uncomfortable and I remember one time when I quit drinking a friend I had at the time, emphasis on had, um, told me that I wasn't any fun when I was sober. And I'm going to tell you all a secret. That is a fear that I have always had. <laughs> that I am boring and that I'm not fun unless I'm drunk. And to have my friend, who I'd been friends with for years, tell me that stuck. Now, I've had other friends I've been friends with for longer tell me that that's hogwash. That didn't, that, that didn't stick. What stuck was this one person saying, yeah, you're not fun unless you're drunk. And then it's, it, like, it sunk into this like deep place. Now, let's talk about that. I know that the reason it sunk into such a deep place was because it was something I felt about myself already. She didn't say anything new. She just said something that I was already feeling. She didn't create something. She didn't just pull this up. She tapped into something that I was already feeling and then broadcasted back at me and therefore it stuck. That doesn't make it true. It's just what stuck because I was already feeling it. My friends who are saying the opposite, I didn't feel that way, so it wasn't sticking. And I know that rationally however when it comes to anxiety being rational is just not 
really a thing. So that fueled more drinking and more partying to try to deal with all the other things that were going on in my brain. And over the past couple of years, honestly, it's it's been a while of me really, truly recognizing that drinking has been a harmful thing in my life and just not dropping it because I had a billion reasons to not drop it. Um, but one of those things is it's hard to stop doing something that's unhealthy when you feel like you're alone. And I remember I watched this TV show called Medium and there was an episode on there where, so the whole TV show is like a woman who sees ghosts and there's an episode on there where she's like having a flashback to being a teenager. And even as a teenager, she saw a ghost. And so she started drinking until the ghost went away. And it talks about her beginning, like when she like had a drinking problem. And she was just drinking to make the ghost go away. And that's literally what it feels like when you, when you're me, at least with anxiety, it's like, I'm not just drinking to have fun. I'm drinking to make those thoughts go away. It's like, there's another me in me and she's mean. She is a mean lady. She's got nothing but mean things to say. And she's constantly telling me how worthless I am, how I'm how I'm not attractive, how I'm fat, how I'm undesirable, how I don't have any friends, how I couldn't trust me, I'm a I'm a terrible writer, how no one really cares about me. And these are all things that are playing on my head, playing in my head on repeat all of the time. Not even just when I'm with people all of the time they're in my head and they're playing on repeat and then when I get around other people it's like now now I'm hearing them from those people even though those people haven't said anything (laughs) I swear to god it's the worst I wish my brain on no one I I wouldn't wish no my worst enemy man it's not a fun thing it's not a fun brain to have sometimes but I go into social situations and it's like they're saying these things about me even though they haven't said anything <laughs> and so it be create it creates this weird feedback loop of me really wanting to go out and then me over drinking so i could become comfortable and then me causing all types of havoc um so that's kind of what brought me to the place i am presently where i was like okay it's time to really stop and really evaluate what's going on but we're gonna take a quick break and I'll come back and talk about unfortunately some of the self-medication drama um and then my enlightenment so we'll be back right after this hey guys welcome back all right, so I know I was like, oh, the drama, but like, not, not really. Um, what brought me to this point was I finally came to the realization that I am indeed not more fun drunk. It had started to be the case that I'd go out, I'd drink, and I'd end up in tears. And I, my friends are so, so, so kind because they, they had to deal with me 
in tears all the time. Um, and it just, it was becoming a pattern of like, I drink, I cry, I drink, I cry, I drink, I cry. And I'm like, well, I'm fine sober. <laughs> like, I start drinking and I start crying. I'm fine sober. I mean, that clearly means I've got some issues I'm not dealing with. And I know that, but that's not the point. Um, I finally realized beyond the shadow of a doubt, like nobody would, would argue that I was not fun <laughs> sober. <laughs> and as weird as it is, I needed to get to a place where I knew that that belief that I had in my brain was just fiction, that there's no possible way that I could be any more of a buzzkill than when I was wasted. So that's kind of what brought me to the point where I felt perfectly comfortable stopping drinking because I just, I'd reached this point where I just, I remember the, the last time I went out drinking was New Year's Eve and I came home and was like, yep, nope, I'm good. <laughs> I know that that sounds crazy because it's like, you just quit like that. Yeah, that, that's what happened. I was like, yeah, no, I'm good. And I can say I have not had a single craving for a drink. And I've gone out with my friends. We have, like, I've gone to birthday parties, I've gone to dinners, and nope, I am legit solid. I, there's no booze in my house. Which was so sad though, cause like, not the, not the no booze in my house. I had literally just bought some boozy eggnog and I had to, I had to pour it out. In hindsight, I could have gifted it to someone, but you know, I apparently was sending myself a message <laughs> and I had a, I had a nice little cabinet and it's, it's, it is now full of stuff for my pagan stuff so candles and crystals and or tea there's a bunch of like my cabinet is definitely full of stuff that I appreciate a whole lot more um okay so but how this all relates back to anxiety no it feels like I got super sidetracked with how I have issues (laughs) um anyway so this past I guess it's been you know over three months now and I know everybody's like, three months, that's not long. Dude, that is so long. <laughs> like, this is the longest I've gone without drinking since I started. I can 100% say that with, with certainty. And it has been so interesting um, having to deal with what was triggering me. And I, I hate that word trigger because it it's got so many connotations to it now. But I mean in terms of like what was causing me to react certain ways. And I've been spending more time alone, which I I, I don't love, but I also love. Um, But if everything feels different now, like when I go out, I go out with purpose. Um, You know, I'll bump into friends out and they'll be like, hey, like you still not drinking? I'm like, no. And they're like, any cravings? I'm like, no. And it's, it's been fine. Uh, the anxiety is obviously still there, but what I stopped doing and this, I am not a licensed professional. I am literally telling you my truth. I want to like reiterate that. I didn't say that earlier. So I'm gonna say it now, not a licensed professional, just sharing my truth. 
Um, what's been working for me with my the stuff with work is is unfortunately it's harder to deal with in terms of like make it go away. Um, but in terms of social outings, I've limited them, which has been nice. Um, I've felt way more comfortable saying no and not feeling guilty about saying no. Because uh, it's just like, I I deserve to not be stressed out. <laughs> and like, I make sure that I go out at least once a month with my friends. And I was like, oh, once a month? I was like, yes. I make sure I go out at least once a month with my friends. But I've also been doing more stuff that like brings me joy that doesn't require other people. Um, and I've been spending more time trying to deal with the internal workings that are causing me to feel so anxious. Like I can't make that little negative lady be nice, but I can spend more time proving to myself that I am worth something. You know, I can start projects. I can finish them. I can create a Women's History Month calendar and research it and make podcast episodes for it. I can write poetry. I can I can do more things that make me feel that like I am worth something. And I can stop spending time with people that make me question that. And that's been that's been the best part, I think, is it's been a lot easier to spot the people that were making me question it. You know, like, it's been a lot easier for me to be like, you know, when I'm with this person, my anxiety is worse. When I'm with this person, it's not. And it's been a lot easier to deal with that. And I've done way more, hey, you know, let's just do something chill. Like, let's just hang out and talk or let's watch movie at your place or let's do something more low key. And that's been great. And it's made it easier to do stuff in bigger settings because I've, I feel like I've got a group of people around me that accept me. Like they, they know who I am and they don't expect me to change. And they recognize that a lot has happened in the past couple of months and I'm making changes that are for me. And this is, this is not the only change I made. I've made a couple of changes. Um, cut a couple of people out. Um, and at first I thought it was going to be this like dreadful thing where I felt super alone, but it is so much more frustrating to be surrounded by people and feel like nobody understands you to be trying to force your way into social settings to try to force things try to force yourself to be out to force yourself to be somebody you aren't um i will always be insecure i will always have anxiety i will always have that little woman in the back of my mind saying mean things she's always going to be there But I don't always have to listen to her. I don't always have to take that little voice at face value and weird. And again, just me, but super weird, you guys. I have not heard from her in a while. Oh my God. I know. I sound like a crazy person. But 
that horrible, like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, has been so much less bad. <laughs> like, it's, I don't, I'm not second guessing myself and it's making my anxiety better uh, because I feel certain and it's so nice to feel certain about something. And it's nice to know that I'm making decisions that benefit me. That I'm walking a path that is mine. That I've set, that I've created, that I can defend, that I am comfortable with. And then I'm walking it with people who understand me, you know? And it's been, it's been interesting. I, I'm not a licensed professional. I can't tell you how to live your life, just so we're clear. And my social anxiety has gone nowhere. I, when I went to the Women's History Month event um, to perf- and perform my pieces, I even said there that it's like, it's hard to go places. It, when, when I'm going to a place that has brand new people where I know no one or I only know one person, it is hard. It is super, super hard because it's just, I, I am just not comfortable and I know it. But I'm comfortable in the un- in the discomfort. Um, I know that I'm gonna be uncomfortable, but I also know that I will be okay, <laughs> and that it's only gonna last a short period of time. And from those meetings, sometimes I meet great people. Sometimes I don't meet anyone because I just I just can't talk and. It feels like a missed opportunity, but it's so nice to still feel comfortable enough to try and to try it sober. Um, so that's been great. Uh, I can't tell anybody else how to, how to, how to live their life, how to do their thing. Um, all I know is that for me, social anxiety has been, it's, it's caused a lot of problems. Like I can, I can link my social anxiety or my anxiety in subsequent drinking to a whole bunch of fallout that would have been nice if I had just not, you know, tried to fix my problems with drinking. Um, but I can't go backwards. You know, I can't fix what I've messed up. You know, I can offer my apologies and move forward. Uh, what I can do though is Acknowledge that I am not um, broken. I know I say like, oh, I'm broken. That's a joke. I'm not broken. I'm exactly the way I'm supposed to be. I'm learning the lessons I'm supposed to learn, even if I'm learning them slowly. And I'm going to do my my best to share said lessons with the people around me as I feel they need to be shared. And sometimes I feel like a little vulnerability helps to set the stage like I made this podcast because I wanted for people to well one I really feel like we need to talk about some some civics related things you guys because like for real voter suppression women's rights we we need to deal with these things (laughs) but I also wanted to have a space where I could share my truth So obviously there'll be episodes where it is my truth. And today was a my truth episode. It has been, it has been so hard. Um, And I know that for everybody who's currently locked down, because like 
Beijing's been pretty chill. We have not had very many new cases. Um, the city's pretty open. Everybody still wears masks, but for the most part, the city's open. Um, but not everybody back home where you're locked in your houses, you're only going to work or you're going to work online or going to school online and you're not seeing other people and just like this supreme degree of isolation and how that is making people feel like how anxious is making you feel or how stressed out you are because you feel so isolated how alone you feel I 100% know what that feels like and not just in like a COVID related situation like I, I know what that feels like in general to be surrounded by people and feel alone or to be alone and just feel some kind of way about it what I can say is that there is another side like this is position one you will go through there is a through and you will come out of it better it's not always immediate it's not always and bam perfect but sometimes it takes multiple tries to come through for people who also have anxiety or other mental health issues, because I'm positive, my explanation is a list of mental health issues, not just anxiety. Um, I am in your corner. <laughs> it is a struggle. But I feel like struggling is what makes us all human. You know, we all struggle. But I'm not my anxiety. I'm not my social issues. I'm not my depression I'm not any of the other things I've had been diagnosed with I am not those things I have those things so while I get stressed out about my anxiety while my anxiety prevents me from doing things what's been helping me is acknowledging that I'm not my fear what I am is a beautiful black woman who has amazing friends who are supportive and listen and will listen to this, which is a testament to how much they love me. <laughs> um, and who are there. I've got a great family support system. Oh my gosh, my poor grandmother. That woman has been trying to get me to stop drinking for since I started. <laughs> so I have an excellent support system. And I know that everybody around me loves me. Even if I don't believe it, I know that it's true. And even if I'm questioning it, even if my brain is telling me that it's a lie, I know it's not. And that helps. It helps to know that sometimes your brain just isn't being honest with you. And that's okay. You are not alone. You are loved. We all are. I really hope you enjoyed this episode of Hopelessly Tatiana. Consider this. If you want to learn, read. If you want to reflect, write. If you want to change, listen. So, thank you for listening.